Welcome back to the United States of America, everybody. I am three-time Mr. Natural Olympia for Classic Physique, Brandon Lirio, here with my permanent co-host, Figure Pro, and also nationally qualified in Not the Natties, Layla Pollock. Say hi to everybody at home, Layla. That was nice of you to add about the Not the Natties thing. Hi. I, well, hi. because I feel like it's a perfect segue for us to tell you that Layla and I, we support steroids. We do? Well, those of you who are not new to this podcast know that obviously we like to play devil's advocate right in the beginning and and, and give you a little bit of a a cherry to pick in terms of um, the topic that we're going to talk about that day. And honestly, um, I'm tired. Uh, I I don't really feel like leading the way and Layla came up with some pretty good topics. So, you know, Layla, I'll be honest. I know you've competed in the NPC. I've, I've competed in the NPC one time in 2012 before I ever even knew what I was doing. You lead the way, man. What is it about natties and, and steroids and bodybuilding, and how do you see it? I mean, honestly, it wasn't until this past year, year and a half, where something clicked for me about how steroids really have affected the industry. So something that you always say, that you're a libertarian, right? That's People right. should have, right? I mean, fucking look at me. Like, obviously, I don't care about playing social rules, and you should express yourself however you want as long as you're not hurting anybody. But that became the thing is like steroids actually do affect other people. And we'll get to that. But no, the choice, the personal choice to do steroids, why would I give a fuck? Why would I care about what you want to do with your own body, how you want to look, all that? You want to not wear your seatbelt and crash your car into a wall, whatever it is. Like, fine, I don't care. The problem, when you and I started talking, did I lose your audio? No, I'm still here. I just, as much as I... I'm loud, but I tend to be quiet when other people are talking. That's that's not true. (laughs) So anyway, so what I realized is, um, yeah, no, taking steroids does infect the entire game. It ups the level for everybody that has to play along the sport. So to answer your question, yes. Did I compete in the NPC? Yeah. Did I win my class? Yeah, twice, even in non-natural shows. Qualified for nationals, went off to nationals, got fucking curb stomped at nationals. Yeah, I would love to go over that part too because I just saw recently. Um, big shout out to, uh, I think it was like Nad, I think it might be the Natty News Daily Instagram had posted like some Canadian winners from some Olympia qualifier. And I'm sitting next to my wife at breakfast and I'm like, I don't understand this. I do not understand how people are falling for. This is an NPC show that's a, a national qualifier and, and an Olympia qualifier because my thing is if you're taking basically this playing field of a bunch of natural athletes in this Canadian federation and saying you can compete in this NPC show, we'll drug test, it's natty, it's whatever, which by the way, show me a failed NPC drug test at any of these shows. There isn't any, right? Well, it's yeah. more of a, a like a smell test where it's like, oh, that guy was really big. I bet you he wasn't. doesn't matter because yeah, as soon as you take that. Right. kind of suspect that they right. might not be natural and then mark them down. But I want to come yeah, back to that too because that's a question yeah. I've always had in terms of how people view who we should test and whether or not we should let people in the naturals compete if they even have an IFBB pro card, which was a problem at my show this weekend. But my thing was this. You step on stage and you see these guys and they, look, the figure girl was smaller than you, the classic physique guy was smaller than me, and I'm like, dude, 
you're going to go to whatever that qualifier is, Nationals, the Olympia, whatever, and go, oh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter that they kept this show natty. It didn't matter that everybody else was natural because I won that title, and then I had nowhere to go with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, skyrocket to the middle real quick. 100%. You could be the best of before it's time to be the best. There is no keeping up with anabolic size on a national level. And now I'm in the naturals going to the fucking Olympia as my fifth competition. Like, do we, do we understand the discrepancy here? Curb stop nationals. I'll give a a, a shout out to my, my friend, Tiffany Marie Stosich is probably one of only two or three people that I've ever seen that go to an NPC show like that and wind up after years of trying getting an IFBB pro card. But I give her a shout out for this reason. They said to her, because this is what the IFBB does, you have to sign a non-compete and choose to compete with the IFBB. And she goes, no, I'm going to go back to the naturals. That's the smart option. I have no no fucking future here. Can't. There's 0% chance, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can get so far as a natural athlete, unless you are the like 0.000000, you know, percent genetic fucking freak listen even then because like i I, i'm sorry man there's like let me say this if you were a bikini athlete maybe yeah yeah and i've heard that some people have told me i could go pro bikini why would i want to do that but you know what's interesting without that that people say that i'm always curious about taking the people they say that about and then actually letting them stand next to because people have looked at me on photos and stuff and been like, dude, you could go and, and, and be an I no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Yeah. Because yeah. the first thing my IFBB pro friends to me say when they meet me in first, my favorite thing was Willie Green. It was 2015 at the LA Fit Expo. IFBB pro Willie Green comes up to me, takes one look at me and goes, huh, I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah, no shit. God, should we just roll right into our second topic about social media ruining fitness? Oh, no, no, no. I want them to come back for that episode. We got to come back for that. (laughs) Stick around because, yeah, yeah. The difference between a photo and real life and being under the fucking stage lights. So tell me then, hypothetically, let's say you were given the option, right? And would you say, like, society in general? Let's take bodybuilding out of it, right? Because... There's two aspects of it. That aspect, what right? What else the, doesn't do, I choose that. Right. Honestly. We'll say okay. in the availability of anabolic steroids to be purchased and used in general, and then you have the second option, which is steroids in bodybuilding, right? Whether it be differences in federation or not. What do you feel about the supposed availability of steroids and when it should be taboo in the sport of bodybuilding. I don't know if I understand the question when it should be. I mean, my instinct here, if I understand the question uh, appropriately is it should be taboo for anybody to say that they're natural. If they've ever used steroids, there we go. Okay. That information is this what you're is this what you what you were getting at? It's part of it, but the reason I ask in general about that is because there are some people that are like, if we know t- hypothetically it's this dangerous, 
should we really be idolizing a, a sport and their and the athletes who choose to do these things knowing that essentially what they're doing is taking a very serious yeah. controlled risk that gets worse every year yeah but it's american football like no obviously nobody gives a shit about health when it comes to entertainment it's fucking entertainment and fucking millions of dollars yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah profit over people not that i'm into that you know what i mean profit over people and yeah like sacrificing everybody for entertainment that's what we do in this country we sacrifice resources like food and trucks and lamborghinis for entertainment that's what we do in this country people too so um i so not necessarily that i think it should be taboo but what i the the core of what i want to get to with steroids as a personal choice I don't care, but with it being as widespread in the industry as it is now, that means someone like you, top 1%, someone like me, gutting to get to that top 1%, we can no longer play that game. Mm. You guys just wiped us out of the arena. Mm. And now our physiques are not as fantastic or, you know, as elite looking because mm. everybody sold out and decided to take steroids to keep up with everybody else. Interesting. I don't, I don't want to keep up with everybody else. Well, it's what solidified this rhetoric for me was when you told me, uh, what's that um, figure competitor's name, Nicole, who won? Oh, uh, man, she's been out of the game for a while now. But like Aaron Stern, yeah. Nicole, potentially natural. Well, Aaron Stern, supposedly, yes, natural. And then Nicole, I don't think we know. You told me that there was a chance I would have beaten her. I believe that there was a chance when you guys have, if you were both at your absolute natural maximum, that you would stand a chance for sure. So you see what I'm saying? But, I could have been sure. Miss Olympia. Yeah. Now, she wouldn't care. stand a chance. She wouldn't stand a chance. I won't even place. Now the sport is fucked. The sport is so fucked up. Like, I am doing everything right. Like, living my life in this extremely restrictive, isolated fucking miserable way and i could only get to the top of a naturals division which is where things should be anyway i'm wiped out of the arena i i don't get to play you know because everybody else decided to take steroids i guess that my question to to, to counter that would be do we feel that the availability and accepted use of steroids in general is the problem for that wipeout or do we believe that the availability of the judges who have been certified to tell people what they should and shouldn't look like have pushed them to the point where they say we just prefer this larger than life personality even in a body look so that if you don't do this we're just not going to give you any play right do we blame the gun or do we blame you know the the intent behind it would be the next question right I mean, I feel like, but that, but I feel like that is always the question posed to any individual ever. Like, are you going to sell out and do the thing they want you to do? Right. Or are you going to see your guns about not doing it and maybe changing the industry? You know, because if nobody did it, if everyone was like, fuck that, like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to look like that. I don't want to do that. The industry would have to change because your supply, the competitors are not meeting the demand of whatever the Federation is, mm. you know? So you have this personal choice. You have a gun to your head of like, walking away or being like I think too like I uh so the Texas Pro is just this weekend and Andrew Jack wins the open uh Hunter Labrada in second right which the reason I bring up those two competitors specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. is okay. this right yeah so 
here's what I'm bringing up, right? I would argue that in a very, very small controlled version that the judges are now leaning away from saying if you're the biggest guy, you're going to win and leaning more toward we understand the vast majority of social media and if we want young people to buy tickets, this was something that Victor Martinez told me, when, or uh, uh, Breon Ansley told me when we were hanging out was he was like, I've talked to them about um, you know this this argument of is it proportion? Is it size? Is it this? And I say to them, you know, we, why are the tickets so expensive? Why do we do this? Why don't we have live streams? Why, where's this pay-per-view? Their argument was the old heads of bodybuilding are willing to pay for the tickets and they want to see these bigger guys. So yeah, now the right. judges panels have to decide in a couple of decades, these guys are not going to be around anymore. So if you don't restructure the sport into saying, even if you're using steroids, it has to be to a much more aesthetic look, more proportion, more uh, of something that can be sold widespread as opposed to going back to just mass monsters and making it a niche sport. Um, yeah, the kind of freak shows. Yes. But that's what it is, right? So then the argument becomes if you take a look at Andrew Jack versus Hunter, I would argue Hunter Labrada has a much more Jay Cutler boxy type of frame and Andrew Jack has a much tighter waist ratio because he's taller. I mean, I stood next to the guy. I was looking up at him like this, man. Is he has a very um, uh, uh, traditional name that people can't pronounce, so he calls uh, himself Andrew Jacked. Uh, I was yeah. like, "That's fucking perfect." I, I mean, mean, couldn't be any better, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that yeah, yes. So I guess then again we yeah, lean you, back into this argument of that, right? Is it the I judges? The right. They have whatever whatever is going to sell is what they're going to promote or invite. But here's my question then. Are they ensuring that the same product continues to sell no. so that they can double down on the Nick Walkers? Obviously, I met him, super nice guy, hung out with him and Matt Jensen before the Arnold. Are they doubling down on saying that's where we want to go? Or should they say, listen, this is a new era where we should lean back on golden era aesthetics where we know all those guys were on steroids too – but all of them have said, Arnold himself, I don't want you guys coming to my stage and basically being seconds from a heart attack. It's it's not what the sport deserves. It's not what we want to see. And it's why I run my own shows because I don't like what wins at the Olympia, even though the judging is the same. That's the really hilarious thing to me. It's the same head judges panel. Um, but so then I guess the question would become to what culpability does the sport itself have in asking their athletes to push steroids that hard. You know what I mean? Do you think that the IFBB in general, in terms of them certifying these judges and how they view the winners of their contests, they're the culpable ones in accepting steroids as not just part of the equation, but if you don't push it harder and do what we say, we're not going to give you any play. It sounds like any business to me. Like, no business making big money doing whatever it is they're doing, sacrificing humanity, gives a fucking shit about the athlete or the competitor or the celebrity. Fighters don't get paid well. Mm. You know, like all that shit. Like if it's going to sell, whatever it is, whatever it demands of the entertainer, nobody cares. Susan Boyle passes out after fucking however many concerts she did in a row. You know, like is it making money or not? Which also cracks me up. The, that that specific one cracks me up because it's like the majority of people only watched her and watched that because it was 
her voice was beautiful and she wasn't really, you know, orthodox looking and you didn't expect it. And it's like, that's kind of exploitation in and of itself, right? You only tuned in because you wanted to see her lose. And then, you know what I mean? Ultimately. I I hate that kind of thing. Like when videos go viral because it's like some fat dude that's like dancing to a song, like the only reason you are paying attention to this is because it's a fat dude having a good time, like living his best life. Like if it was just a normal, regular looking human being, you wouldn't care. But yes, it's exploitation of the fact that, you know, it's shit like that. Like that. Mm. Perfect example. I, as I get older, I don't like watching game shows anymore because it's always somebody who has this really sad, like life-threatening illness on their kid or they're going to lose their house because they went to Afghanistan and it burnt down while they were gone and now their dog is dead. And then they're like, cool, play this game and win $100,000. And then at the end, they have like, 50 grand and they're like yeah but you can double it or get nothing and then it's like okay why would you and by the way the host is always a millionaire that could just make all of their problems go away and then they wind up gambling the money away and then they get nothing and then they just leave and I'm like this seems mean-spirited you know what I mean like I I don't like this anymore we're obsessed with failure and sensationalism yeah I mean but it's like it's always encompassed too with the sob story. And so I'll pull it back into the the steroids thing. And the argument that I have is people are going to push that envelope because you gave them the option to say, if you do this, because let's face it, steroids are available and cheap. You know what I mean? You can get them shipped to your door cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You could change your life if you have certain genetic markers and genetic traits and just take this thing and listen to these guys, which some of the coaches are literally just, these are the protocols I like. I see you have some genetic factors. I'm going to throw this at the wall at you. And if it succeeds, I will put my life behind trying to make you a professional athlete. And if it doesn't, you're kind of on your own. And I know this because three or four of my friends who trained with major IFBB coaches um were not hyper responders, wound up in the hospital, two of that oh. out of the four of them. The other two basically were telling them, I don't want to take this. And the people were like, tough, either do it or you're fired. And I it's guess like, that's what they don't care. Like, if more people chose the latter and mm. every, I feel like everything I say is always about like revolution, but it's like, if everybody took a stand and we're all like, no, we're not taking steroids. Problem solved. I mean, you're not wrong. And I knew this was going to come up, so I'm going to bring it up now because I'm curious to see how you feel about it. I have gone on record multiple times by saying I really don't care who does or doesn't, right? If you join the naturals to be a natural athlete and you cheat, I don't like you because you're a cheater. Yeah. I personally, right. Seriously. For so many reasons. You're just a loser. But at the same time. I don't think that you should be able to go into major doctor's offices around the United States and get legally prescribed medical heroin and not be able to go to a TRT specialist and go, I'm 65 and I feel like shit. I think my testosterone is low. Can you test it and see if it, it, or I'm 40. I just want to be jacked, but I want to do it safely. You know, there's a piece of me that's like, dude, It's your life, it's your safety, it's your prerogative. You can do whatever you want. I believe, though, that for me, the line for that is if we're calling this a a sport, uh, while I know that the 
That's and, another conversation. Is bodybuilding a sport? Let's do a fucking podcast on that. Honestly, that's not a bad call because that's really if we I I I, I equate it to this though, right? Because people always bring up the subjectivity of it. I mean, dude, the best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl, right? The best uh, fighter doesn't always win the fight. Sometimes the judges aren't very good or they didn't see it the same way the crowd and social media did or the best judges in the world didn't see it the way the current judges panel did, right? So my argument has always been that it is a sport, but that it has a greater level of subjectivity, which makes it very squirrely. I'll say, in terms of people's acceptance of it. But let's ask you that question, right? Is it, when you talk about steroids in bodybuilding, is it that steroids availability to people, not just in bodybuilding on social media, but in general is a bad call in terms of our advancement as a society? Or is it just bad that we allow for any sport to be able to use controlled cheating to hype every like basically if we were watching nascar and you were allowed to have nos in the back of the car just for certain parts of the race where you just hit it so you could win you know what i mean is it the steroid use in the sport or is it just the availability of steroids in the digital age that is just not healthy and making it where it's not a good idea to have it at all and that's tough i mean i feel like the first part of the question the availability yes i think is a problem because if it was like what you were saying about doctors where if like a doctor recommends for you to do something and then you do it like that has a life altering effect. If a doctor tells you to get your gallbladder removed. So if you're like a 20 some year old dude and you have a trainer, he's like, here, take this. And you don't know any better. Like, Whoa, do you know what you're doing? Like, but it's just so available that yeah, you can get caught up in taking steroids, which are life altering substances that have long lifelong effects. But yeah, so there's, there's that part of it where it's like, let's pump the brakes and uh, really take a look at what these substances are and what they do before just handing them out like candy. Um, and then the second part of the question was, or is it the responsibility of the sport itself for having these demands? Basically, no. Just do you think that having those steroids available and being able to be used in any arm of the sport, whether it be natural or not, it's just a slippery slope because essentially the way I've always said it is a lot of these guys are just using the drugs to bridge a gap for a body and an ability in the sport that they would never have without it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like being a hyper responder genetically doesn't make you a good athlete. It basically means that if you have the right chemist, you could just create a good athlete, right? Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if this answers your question, but what it brings to mind for me is the, the Tour de France, which is that, yeah. you know. So they take steroids. Those bicyclists take steroids. And I've heard the argument that if they did not take steroids, that's mm. that particular race would destroy their bodies. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? Yes. So in that particular case, I feel like they designed the sport around steroid use. There you go. Because you cannot. You cannot do the is, – okay. Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, but I feel like that's that's a sport. Like you could be the best fucking natural bicyclist in the world and you can't do the most renowned race in the world because you don't take steroids. That's fucked up. Like And I let's say this, right? I'm sure you could do this is it. For people that do drugs right. in your sport. People that do drugs. You you could do it and it they had because before steroids were available, the Tour de France was still existing. And not only that, but they there's a statistic that was, I believe it was the year that 
um, they found the actual compounds in Lance Armstrong's urine and blood. If they Wait, gave it to the person who, bullshit. if they gave it to the person who didn't test positive at some point during the trials and the race for a banned substance, they would have to give it to the person in 16th place. Ah. 16th or 13th. Don't quote me on that, but it's... I feel like people don't know that. Everybody does fucking steroids in that sport. Was it just fucking lands on anyway? So, yeah. but that that's my point, right? Is it could be done because other people completed the race, sure. but would it be as renowned and interesting and the stories and you know the the come ups and all this other stuff? Like, I I think that the we'll go into this in our next episode too. But my argument is sort of that a the social media age and in the digital age we've become so instant gratification i need a better story i need a faster bike i need a a more flashy headline that it's almost like you need to has to be it has to and speaking of that documentary i will be the first to go on record that my early podcasts and early videos i was staunchly in the camp of the bell brothers who had said if steroids are so dangerous where are all the bodies like there's just Daft Punk song. There's a documentary called Harder, Better, Faster, Yeah, Bigger, Stronger. Faster, Stronger. Yeah, it's oh, by the I Bell Brothers. Basically about the supplement industry, steroids, and the fitness industry. And it's very good. It's super level. But it leans toward the idea of if they're that dangerous. Where, But this was made before the death of Dallas McCarver, Cedric McMillan, um, all of these. Because back then, even – this is my, one of my favorite stories – is uh, Dorian Yates came out in muscular development once and gave his steroid cycle. And everybody, after he retired, and everybody goes, you didn't have to lie if you didn't want to tell us. And he goes, you don't understand. That is all I took. You guys are just trying to do too much. I only needed that much to be that good. Ronnie Coleman said the same thing. Jay Cutler said the same thing. I hope he said it just like that. I only needed that much to be that that good. You can go back and listen to the Joe Rogan experience. He said it on not really my favorite podcast anymore, but that episode was a good one. Yeah, I have that. It's just, he's like, dude, you guys are doing so much trying to bridge the gap of just being a bad athlete. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. This is supposed to be polish. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Nutribio. Nutribio, with no compromise since 1996, they never hide behind proprietary blends and always tout transparent labels. With industry-leading formulations, all with clinical dosages of ingredients and products spanning from bodybuilders to athletes to just general health clients, Nutribio has exactly what you need to take your goals to the next level. Hit up Nutribio.com and use code word NATTY at checkout to save. That's why I fucking love that dude. He's like, just straight to the point, like... He cuts off all the excess of delivering information and just gives it to you, which is something I wish I had and I don't. What I do have is a tattoo by the same fucking artist that he does. Hey, but okay. Good. So what I'm realizing as we're talking, um, fuck, this always happens to me. I'm like, yeah, I have something important to say. Oh, okay. So what if, what if the the remedy for all of this was like Port de France fighting? Football, all the sports where everyone does steroids. Why don't we just make that more well known that everybody's taking steroids? Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like, oh, they take drugs. So yeah. this is the major counter argument to that, and Cedric McMillan is the perfect example of that, right? 
We all accept, especially in local powerlifting gyms and, you know, big bodybuilding gyms, that we all kind of know that everybody's on something, right? But the reason why we don't usually ask and why you don't really find them with their needles in their bag on the main floor is because it is still illegal uh, federally, which is, by the way, this part a lot of people miss. This is why... They're... It's so widespread, I forgot it's illegal. But here's the thing. This is why there's no major widespread studies on how it causes left ventricular hypertrophy, why uh, uh, liver polyps, you know, kidney damage, blood viscosity problems with blood clotting. The reason there's no studies on those is because it's unable to be studied in that manner because of its schedule. So you can't just give, and even then... Even if you could give it to people and study, the the recent studies are people who have admitted to using it and have either died and they're being studied after the fact or survey studies. But you don't know what other factors were being taken into account, you know, what the person's yeah. uh, a heart and liver and kidneys looked like beforehand. It's correlative. It's not causative. And so until yeah. we allow ourselves to say, let's put this into hey. medical trials, we're yeah. taking shots in the dark. And yeah. so that's why is because you can't say I'm Jim Mannion and I run the NPC and the IFBB and all my my guys use steroids. The cops are going to kick the door in at the next show and be like, your boss just told us you all have controlled substances. That, that's how widespread it. I didn't even think about it. Like, oh, yeah, there's still illegal. Yep. Whoops. But, yeah, I feel like that falls in the category of like all drugs. Like, hey, if we would just either one, make them legal mm-hmm. and maybe see what happens because interesting things happen to substances the minute you make them legal. You are staunchly in my camp right now where I get a lot of heat where I say, listen, it sounds gross. It sounds dangerous. Decriminalization and figuring out how to help people with addictive personalities is the smartest way to fix a society with a drug problem. And I feel like the fact that I agree with you and everyone knows me as like the bootstraps, like fuck your depression, kind of a, you know, that kind of person. Like I'm that person. No, that's true. Actually, rehabilitation, helping people decriminalize. Yeah. I mean, not. Uh, it's, it's just factual. It's fucking statistics. Yeah. What always cracks me up too is a lot of the. Real thing, by the way. But, I don't want. I don't want to get fucking clocked. Clinical depression is fucking real. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Oh, we'll saying, t- well, we're gonna talk about that in our social media episode. Thing where it's like, just fucking do your job. No, not that. Okay. No, no. It's it's hustle culture taken to like a metaphysical where it's like you could just hustle your depression away. Like, come on, man. No, yeah, that's that's bullshit. Like, I'm talking about those like woke weak motherfuckers. Anyway. Sure, Continue. sure. So, it, I always kind of laugh too because the majority of my friends who are special ops troops, if they're in corrections, if they're state troopers, if they're you know, uh, uh, FBI agents. Look, I've got people in all of those professions who are absolutely juiced to the gills with the thin blue line tattoo and the Punisher shirt on. Dude, you got to pick a lane. If you think those things should be decriminalized or that you use those things, then you have to be part of the solution and go, listen, if I'm allowed to use this or I love when like cops get hit for drugs like cocaine or marijuana i'm like dude if you're arresting a guy who has that on him i understand you're just enforcing the rules then the rules also apply to you i smoke weed every night to the cops we all know that i mean every night i smoke weed in the department of defense when i was in the air force i never touched it not once because i knew my career was on the line 
But yeah. best believe if they put a little thing in front of me that said, would you vote to make it where it's legal for the Department of Defense? Shit, NYPD police officers can smoke weed now. Did you know that? NYPD? Be- yeah, because it's been decriminalized. More power to them. I think it's way less damaging than, than alcohol. Than- it is. That's another fucking podcast. Is like the things you're sold to believe aren't actually even fucking true. Like, that's another one. Substances and what we do and how we regulate them for the sake of profit and fucking... I don't even smoke and I recognize all the fucking benefits. Like, it's incredible. It's an incredible substance. Sure. Just fucking read the data. And let's play and devil's even, advocate, right? I, potheads are fucking stupid and boring people, but... I think that you and I can both agree then in that same sense that we can agree with the massive benefit that some version of let's say testosterone or estrogen replacement therapy could cause for people for sure yeah. 100%. I, I think it. now Seen we it. just we, we have to now decide where the line is is it okay to idolize a sport that basically is just idolizing proper and controlled steroid use or are we saying that even if these two lanes of aesthetic sports of natural versus unnatural really should be sort of controlled in the same sense of if there's this much money to be had to look at genetic freaks with this plus added to it in terms of an asterisk of steroid use I guess what really is the damage for natural bodybuilding that people just don't find bringing yourself to the absolute edge of what your body can do without an added substance. I guess that would be the question, right? Why isn't that compelling to people? It would you, as Layla, do you find it compelling enough if you were to go to, let's say, the Natural Olympia, the Yorton Cup, the uh, uh, SNBF Atlas, uh, GNBF, what is it? The G, GB, uh, GBFO. If you were able to go to the Atlas show and take a look at it and take a look at their winners, would you find them to be, I'm asking you the truth. This is the part of it, right? This is the show. Would you find them to be as impressive as a natural athlete as going to the Olympia and watching, you know, uh, Natalia or Dana Lynn Bailey or any of these other competitors in their element win their title? Okay, so you're saying a natural athlete at the top of the top could or, you go? Could you go to that top of the top show and watch those winners with the same level of excitement and gusto as going mm-hmm. to the untested Olympia and watching those people compete? I mean, no, but there's many reasons. I mean, yeah, like there just is something to be said, and no keeping up with anabolic substances, what it does to the body, and the incredible effects it has. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Like, yes. Do I? Oh, yeah. He doesn't agree with me. I can tell. No, no, no. I'm listening. I I get all the information before I make it. I mean, I guess like, I guess like even for me is, so I look at like, I don't know how to say her last name either. Sydney Gillen. I think that's right. The fucking seven, six, six, seven figure Olympia. I think you're right. Gillen. Looking at her, her physique is the most inspiring to me, even though I know I am never going to achieve that. But that's like, you know, that's the picture I want on my wall of the person that I try to get myself to be like likened to. Mm. So that's the person I want to go watch. Like, honestly, most natural athletes. Okay. Really not impressed, guys. <laughs> like, so then let's ask that, right? Is it the fact that, because there's a two pronged approach 
to how you viewed her as an athlete. Is it that because of her availability to have the superhero-esque physique launch her message and her image into social media and have a greater response, make it her availability to have you find her, even as a natural athlete, easier, and at the same time, does it allow her to push so much more that the story becomes even more compelling because it's literally something that you and I cannot do because the recovery wouldn't be the same, the structure wouldn't be the same, the availability of her body in terms of longevity wouldn't be the same. So, it's really stupid. Does does the fact that she used steroids make her career look like it's on steroids? And is yeah. that why you connect with it more? I think, okay, so for the first part of the question, yes, the obvious answer is yes. Like, if you already have an incredible physique, you're pushing your top genetic whatever, then you add in the, the steroids and Instagram filters all of those elite physiques straight to the top. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. So yes, of course, I'm going to find her and be exposed to her because of, you know, the combined use of steroids and who she is. Is like, yeah, she gets shot straight to the top. I find her, which again, that's why most natural athletes I think aren't well known or nobody cares about us is like our physiques don't compare mm. to that at all. Like, that we have no fucking chance. And then, you know, you add in like the editing and the filters, like fucked, like mm. those top 1% all the way to the top, you know, and then you, you kind of get this like misconstrued idea that there's more of them out there than there is. It's like, no, that's just what Instagram is showing you to, you know, keep you on the platform. It's yeah. like all of these terrible physiques. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, I guess for me personally, and maybe I'm a bad person to ask cause I'm not really interested in most things anyway. So if I'm going to be interested in it, it's it's got to be pretty impactful. Like, mm. yes, I want to watch something that I cannot myself do. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. So, yeah. Why that, would I go watch nat- natural athletes and sit in the crowd and be like, yeah, I could have done that? You know, it's really funny. I, I never thought of that that way, where it's like the people who come up to me and you and, you know, people who you would see at these major title shows for the naturals are people who are trying to be like us. But the vast majority of them, right, are looking at tenacity and message and ability to suffer in a very controlled environment and they're willing to identify with that. But the vast majority of them are not buying the clothes and buying the tickets and, you know, buying the documentary about the person and going to their lifting seminars. They're learning from the social media how to be that and they might which coaching is basically how those people are going to connect with those people they consider to be larger than life but you and I are the type of people who would take thousands of dollars in a year and buy the ticket and and buy the clothes and go see the show and buy the movie so that you can connect with it on a different level so like that's a very interesting perspective in saying the type of people who would be interested in connecting with them further the reason the money is there is because we're the ones who are willing to pay for it and people who see natural athletes are like, I don't really have to, the, the barrier to entry to meet this person and connect with them is less because there's just less invested into it. Mm. That's a really good perspective where it's like, listen, if even if the size, because look, I competed at the Natural Olympia for you know six, seven years at a time. It's in a major hotel. It's got hundreds of seats in it. It's got the the same level of uh, of production in terms of the stage to an extent. Um, 
So it really comes down to this idea where it's like even if you match the business proposal and how these major natural shows are set up, the crowd isn't there. The 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 barrier to entry is is higher because you have to pay those things back. As soon as you lower the ticket prices to 30 bucks, sure, you might fill the crowd, but how many of them are going to go home and then 10 years later be like, man, I remember when I saw Layla back in 2023, man. Whoo, I'll never forget that day. It's just not the same level of interest because it's not really the same bracket of income that you'd be willing to spend via percentage. You you make a very good point. Yeah, it's not the same level. Like This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Nirvana Super. Nirvana Super is HMB-infused water formulated by Dr. Naji, who is one of the lead medical research scientists at Vanderbilt University. Originally used to help stop muscle wasting and trauma victims as well as disease-ridden patients, this recovery tool boasts benefits like faster muscle recovery, increased joint health, a rise in physical endurance capabilities during exercising, and can even slow the appearance of aging. It also comes in some seriously good flavors and multiple delivery methods. So if you want to figure out how HMB can help you today, visit feelsuper.com and use Natty at checkout to save. For most people, unattainable at the actual Olympia. I don't know. The PNBA is going to fucking kill me for that. The actual Olympia. The unregulated Olympia. I, 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 say, I say untested Olympia or natural Olympia. That's how I say it. Like, yeah. The one that everybody knows about. That one. Yeah, that, It's a fucking show. It's a show on a different level because those people are living their lives on a completely different level. Like... Mm. I don't know, I guess in a, in a super philosophical way. Like, is it even bodybuilding? Like, I don't even know. It's, it's just something fucking else. You know? You're not wrong, right? Because the, the, the then the, the other thread to pull on that is like, I've met a lot of these guys on both sides of the fence. And it's like the natural guys can go back to work on Monday and be like, that was great. I lived it. But even their social media has a different message and a tone to it. Like, I, I try to be positive and upbeat and this other stuff but there are days where it's like in the IFBB it's almost PR coaching where it's like you don't you don't get a chance to take a step back man like this is how you make your living this is how you make your money and this is you're only as good as your last showing and that can even be on your social media posts where you know some bodybuilders without borders type page picks up your most recent progress photo and they're like how's he gonna do with the Olympia you know what I mean um which is I just I, I don't know man it's like you said, living it on a different level, and I would argue, is not always a great thing. Like, it's... No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I think we all like to assume that we're all fucking machines. Yeah, we're now we're humans. Like, I... You're going to get burned out. And not Your only that... My style will catch up to you. I... It will. The first episode I ever did on this podcast was about money and bodybuilding. And the no sponsor... No money and bodybuilding. I mean... <laughs> And, and by the way, if you're a natural person listening to this and your idea is to without – like listen, Layla's got – pushing on 126,000 followers on Instagram. She launches a clothing line. It's very different than me or my buddy Phil or somebody else launching a clothing line to 11,000 people because people will go, well, if only 10% of my following buys a t-shirt and I sell them for 20 bucks, I'm making 10, 20 grand every drop – I'm here to tell you that the industry does not work like that. I have a, a, a bachelor's in business management. It doesn't work like that. The the yeah. translation of your physique and your message to come out on a shirt and have 10% of your followership buy it, you would be 
absolutely murdering it. And I'm not saying people don't, but my message to you if you're listening to this is understand that if what your message is, this is how I am, this is who I am, I'm natural and I'm staying that way, there is going to be a large portion of the fitness industry that doesn't buy your shirt as a principle, right? Because they support the other side. Now, granted, and I don't know that much about business, but I have heard and I guess anecdotally I believe the riches are in the niches, but it's niches. That's Super. I have, ne- I've honestly never heard that. That's brilliant. That's yeah. really true. It's like you capitalize on people that are a very small segment of the population or, you know, like those are the people that are going to be lucrative to you because they're going to connect with you when they don't connect with so much else that's going on in the world. Just part of the reason I'm so fucking loud about being natural. Sure. And I wish more people were, I guess, because I feel like the world does need to see like what is actually capable and realistic at the elite level of a natural physique. Like that is why it's like all over my profile. It's over like everything I own. Like, yeah. This is it can be done. I, I yes. think that you and I, right, we'll talk about we'll talk about privilege. You and I are privileged in the sense that we have thick enough skin. It might not be perfect. But we have thick enough skin where my yeah, my approach, right? I know where you're my where my approach, right, has always been, I'm going to be outwardly natural and supportive of that, and I'll just kill you with kindness. Where my knowledge base in terms of how the science works and what works in naturals and and that's how I kill it. You're killing it is a different version of it where it's like. I'm outwardly aggressive because fuck you for trying to tell me I should have to use steroids. I'm good enough as I am. And if you don't like it, then you can just fucking go somewhere else. Right? Just like, I mean, the side effects. And especially as a female, like, I'm not... 100%. I am not trying to play that game. Like, I like bodybuilding. Is this my life? Probably not. Not forever. Surely not forever. It can't be. Eventually I'm going to be 70. Like, and that's why... Nah, dude, I'm not. I'm not here for it. Like, and a big part of my look, and I don't really know if this is tr- completely true or not, but like, I feel like part of the reason I do look so different than other females is I'm not roided out. Like, I maintain the height of my femininity, femininity combined with muscle. Yeah, hundred percent. Because, and I think that that's you're capitalizing on what your natural ability is. The second you went the other way, the the message would change. I guarantee people would be like, you know. I really liked how feminine she looked before she started using the juice, and now it's just like you're another fucking figure competitor. Like, I don't even care anymore. I would be another figure competitor. Yeah, 100%. like, that's another niche. That's another niche I'm, like, trying to capitalize on is, like... Also, I, I guarantee most women probably don't, if they want to do this sport, and especially as fitness has kind of blown up, like, most people probably don't want to take steroids. Which, one thing I wanted to be sure to say, and I've said this before, um, one of the big differences between people that are willing to take steroids and people that are not, I also think they start on a different level because if you're the type of person that is willing to risk Mm. all of the side effects and, you know, sign your soul and your life off to take these drugs, you're already all in, you know, you're already all in on this sport and you add steroids. Like, whereas natural athletes are kind of like, well, I don't want to do that, you know, because I'm not really all the way in on this and, you know, I'm willing to work hard, but it's like, no, if you're willing to take steroids, you're ahead of the game as is. Like, well, let's ask we- let's ask that question to you then. What do you think natural bodybuilding could do to ensure and enhance the capability of the athletes who want to join the sport to be all in? 
follow my Instagram, see that it can be done. This is what it looks like. Masterful marketing, masterful marketing, right? (laughs) I mean, that is a big part of my Instagram is like, hey, let me show you how it's done. Because if we want to keep up in the running, if we want to be as much as a spectacle, as a fantastical, like, muse, what the sport I really think should be, why wouldn't you do the sport at the highest level it can be done? Mm -hmm. That that's the point of any fucking sport is to be the best. It's so make 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 the quality of your content and your message as good as the quality of your body when it's completely peaked, right? Peak PR, peak quality content. You know, I agree with you in the sense of listen. I I run um, other social media pages for you know a major fitness magazine, and it comes down to this where it's like the people who run the magazines are like, hey we need content that looks like X, Y, Z. And I'm like, the people you want me to pull from don't know how to go to a photo shoot. They don't know what the photo is supposed to look like. My favorite example of this is my own wife when she would do photo shoots with me for my store or for just fitness in general. The the photographers after years would always say like, all right, Brandon, like uh, this is what we're gonna, we wanna get these shots. And it would take like 10 minutes and they'd be like, yeah, okay, that we got what we needed. And then my wife would come in and they would be like, okay, so uh, Danielle, like, uh, look like pensive at the camera. I swear my wife is incapable of feigning an example of emotion where they would be like, okay, look look like um, like intense. And my wife would go, okay. And she'd look at the camera and go. Yeah. She, she couldn't what? fake it. She could not fake it. Being in front of a camera, being in front of a camera is very difficult. Mm. Modeling is actually a fucking skill. It is harder than people think. Acting is too. Shot. I love people that think they can act. I'm like, dude, you could never hold Acting a candle so to Leonardo DiCaprio drunk and half asleep. Cameras. Acting is so fucking no way. hard. It Couldn't is so hard. Um, where the fuck where are we going with this? In terms uh, of, uh, we were basically trying to say this, right? What it comes down to is if you're a natural athlete and what you're looking for in terms of trying to break into the sport of natural bodybuilding or you are part of the natural bodybuilding as a whole in in the sport, you got to up your PR game. You know what I mean? You got to what? You got to up your PR game, your your public relations game. You got to up your quality content. And I just feel like you got to up your game because I feel like natural athletes get a bad rap. Nobody gives a shit about us because we're not giving them anything to give a shit about. It's not wrong. You wouldn't make the post that said natural athletes suck, but most of them do. And I would argue this. I would argue this. That's not even a an offensive statement because we've been to these shows. The majority uh, yeah. of bodybuilding competitors are not that good. They're NPC not. NPC or not. I wouldn't even say natural. He laughed at all the time. Like, I'm, I am a part of this family and I'm watching this show and I'm like, what? Oh, I actually said I was going to come back to that. I don't fucking, what? I was going to come back to this. I said this earlier. A lot of people always ask me, right? If you see somebody backstage and you just look at them and go, dude's on steroids. I know it. First of all, no, you don't. You just don't. Now, there are degrees. There's degrees of freedom in there, right? Where you're like, this dude is leaning so heavily on the 99th percentile of me being like, you're so full of shit, but you really come into a slippery slope. If you go to registration and you start going into natural shows going, 
I need to look at you, and if I don't believe you're natural, I'm just going to cut you out before the drug test because I could just tell. Because here's the thing. I just asked you about the bodybuilding NPC IFBB. The majority of them are just regular fitness individuals who are better than most regular individuals in the world. But that would be like the NPC taking a look at people after they signed up for a show, showing up to registration and going, you're not fit enough. You can't compete. You can't do that. You can't do it either way because there's biases there where a promoter could look at basically 90% of the athletes and go, the only photos I want with my logo in the background, you got to look like that guy. But that's not your job. Your job is to let people compete. Yeah, I'm not saying they shouldn't let the people in the club for wearing clothes that are too bright. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But Mm. you guys are tarnishing the reputation of natural athletes by showing up and not actually putting in the work. I don't know. Like, you're putting in some work. Your best sucks. Make your best better. That's what I would say. I like the last sentence. Is if you're going to compete, and it's okay to try out novice classes or even like an open class for like your first couple shows. See if you like it. But if continuously you're entering a show for this $8 trophy that you just can't seem to get that in the top three, top five even, right? Ask yourself, just because I play football does not mean I'm ever going to be able to play quarterback for the New York Giants. Go Big Blue. I'm never going to be able to be Danny Dimes and just start throwing passes and, oh, the next year I'm that much better. If you're seeing every year you're not getting that much better, dude, it's okay to support the fitness industry and be like, maybe I'm just not that good of an athlete for this, right? I'm a terrible golfer. And every time people go, dude, you want to come golfing with me? I go, no to whatever the end of your sentence is because there's no way I'm going to make it worth your time. So I would argue you're right in the sense of if we expect natural bodybuilding to get better, I think all aspects of it need a little bit of investment. We need better live streams. We need better photo shoots. We need better stages. We need better voices. We need better production quality. We need better everything. I don't understand why people wouldn't want to be great. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you walk backstage and when you look at someone like you, be like, all right, I'm going to do that next year. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you do that? If I'm walking backstage and all of the other competitors are looking at me going like, oh, whoa, wow, you like, that's a problem. Wait, you ready for this? I didn't come here to fucking like slaughter, which is fine if I do. Right. I wanted a fucking competition. This is fucking, I'm blowing this fucking sandbox. Well, here's the thing, right? This is what's super interesting about this. Why would people do that? Well, ladies and gentlemen. We've been Layla and Brandon on the United States of America, and you should tune in to the next episode because we're going to talk about what social media does to athletes and why they constantly think they might be just a little bit better or a little bit more smart or a little bit more business savvy than they actually are. So, They're a little more smart. <laughs> on behalf of Layla and myself, We'd like to say thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and be sure to tune in to the next episode of the United United States of America. America. We'll see you guys. (laughs)